represents the connection of the earth to the heavens. It is said that when Jacob looked upon his ladder, angels descended from above, smiling and offering salvation. But my version is very, very different. There is no salvation. There are no smiling angels, although after money in the bank, I'll be smiling just like I am right now. Because I will have secured my championship opportunity. I will have ascended up, taken down the money in the bank briefcase, and after which, I unleash a campaign of anxiety and fear on SmackDown Live and its champion that will shake this place to its very core. And tonight, I prove to your beloved Daniel Bryan that there are things far worse than forced retirement. <laughs> I'm nice like B.I.G. is. Nice. I'm the greatest of all times. I'm going to say it just like Ali did. I'm gonna say it. He took it from crack to rap, now he put out two anthems a year, and I just want to rock for a century, and then chase the book with the documentary. What's going on, everybody? This is Justin, and welcome to the A-Show. And of course, I have my co-host here, uh, Mills. What's going on? What's up, man? I'm here. I am ready for uh, um, a lot of NBA basketball that's coming up pretty soon. A lot. Um, a lot. There's I'm like ready. there's like a week between games in these finals. Really? There's like two well, or three, right. like two or three let's, days let's, between let's between games. Let's talk about your thoughts about this NBA finals and how it's shaken down. And I know we're stepping on the feet of RSPN a little bit, but let's uh, let's talk about your thoughts for a quick second. What are your thoughts on the Cavaliers versus the Warriors for? Uh. I'm happy that it w- it was this because I think it's going to be a lot more interesting than the Rockets and the Celtics or Rockets Cavs would have been. I thought, you know what? I thought to me, Rockets Cavs give some sort of intrigue that is like, whoa, will LeBron do it again? Um, whereas Cavs Warriors just kind of makes me now think like, what is the length? that LeBron will go to in order to win. He's essentially, it's essentially like a one on like four situation. Bruh. He, listen, he's probably already sold his soul to Vince McMahon and Satan at this point. 48 minutes. 
in one game, played all the minutes. My man looked completely dead after he won the Eastern. <laughs> he looked dead. I don't know if he, like, there was this, like, interview where he's just iced up backstage, and you can see, like, the adrenaline wearing off, and his body's just like, yo, I'm like, I'm surprised, like, he didn't wake up the next day, and, like, it was reported, like, his body's, like, in shocks or something, because that shit is crazy. Yeah, I there was, I mean, there's a picture of him, like, laying in a corner. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> My man's dead. Like he's de- like, like at some point, I think during this game seven, he's already played. He's already paid a hundred games, uh, over a hundred games at this point. I'm assuming at this point, if this series makes it to seven, which I don't think it will do, uh, his body. He's just, at some point, he's just gonna explode on the court. Like he's just gonna combust and and just. Uh, just hairline all over the court, like whatever. <laughs> just combusting hairline. Yeah, it's just like it, shit is gonna explode. But you know what? Let, let's not step on the toes of RSPN too much. Um, RSPN is doing their NBA finals this week. You yes. can check it out. Yes, this Friday they will be taking. Uh, well, no, it's gonna takes. be. It's actually going to be this Thursday. Oh shit! You're right. It is gonna so be. Thursday. It's gonna drop the same day this drops. So once you're finished watching this, or maybe you've already listened to RSPN already, we you know it's a double take, double sports, double everything. RSPN day show, back to back. Yes, sir. Uh, for the first time ever, and uh, and also we we have a, a new show that we're gonna announce tomorrow as well. So uh, get ready for that. And, Whoa. And, Yes, brand new show that's this airing uh, this June on the RNC Radio Network. Uh, I'm very happy that we got this off the ground. I'm very happy of, about what it's going to become and what it is. And I, I think a lot of people are going to be very, very surprised. And it, it's going to be something that people have been waiting for a very, very long time. So uh, that's just a, just a, a, a small uh, smidgen of, of what's going on. Uh, but speaking of what's going on, what, what's been going on with you, Mills? How, how's life? Um, my life, listen, my life is really, at the, at the last couple of days, well, my Memorial weekend was smooth. I think, you know what? I didn't get enough sleep as I wanted to. And that's really <laughs> just my long weekends now. It's just like, yo, how much sleep can I get in? I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted to. And I didn't eat as much as I wanted to because it was pretty rainy and like we it, was, it wasn't it didn't have like good like cookout like vibes yeah summertime fresh prince kind of vibes no nah, it, it just it just didn't have it this weekend it, and now it's like rainy here uh, in in L A now so uh, it's like we we seem to be like trading weather this, this yeah. whole year yeah yeah it's a it's a little crazy um, how's everything with you. I, you know, this is this is week three, I believe, of of dog, dog ownership. <laughs> uh, Migo, the French, the French bulldog, is he's doing well. We are, we we've been ha- it's it's peaks and valleys with with a puppy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we've had uh, our lows and we've had our ups. Like uh, nothing worse than the first weekend we had this dog. We thought it was like no one warned us about this shit either. Mm-hmm. So like we we took the dog home. I remember putting him in the crate, you know, the little little travel crate, and he starts like crying, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, we'll we'll, we'll hold him and love him, and it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be like, we're gonna be like Instagram dog parents, and, <laughs> and then uh, the next day, uh, and this is like two weeks ago, the the week we first got him, he shit all in the crate twice. So like my girlfriend's freaking out. She's like crying. <laughs> She's like, I don't Why? know what we've gotten in because we, we, you know, we thought crate training was just throw him in there and. You know, he'll eventually just cry it out and go to sleep. This motherfucker said, nah, I'm just going to shit. And he shit like so much. Like he was 
flinging shit at the walls. Like he was not with it. And, we, and he did it twice. So we had to clean the crate and him twice. My and she's God. like, she's like freaking out. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker might have to go. I'm like on the step. I'm like literally on my steps, like holding my head. I look like LeBron. And I had, <laughs> the dog, I had the dog in my hand and it was like, <laughs> it was awful. But like, since then he's, he's, you know, he's gotten a lot more mellow. Like he's, he started potty training and he's a lot more easy to manage. And he, it's, it's, it's a learning experience. And, uh, I'm very glad that I'm, I'm doing it, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot. Like last week, we were recording, and I had to stop for a second because he again shit and flung shit at his uh <laughs> in his cage again. So it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. But he's he's a, he's a good boy. Now has, has Migo interacted with other dogs yet? Yes, I, I think there's actually a story on my Instagram story where he's he's uh playing with. Uh, my girlfriend has a blind dog. It's her family dog, her mom's dog. And Whoa, blind dog. Yes, the blind dog be fucking Migo up all day long. Like he's she fucks him up, but he loves it. So I and I think honestly, him interacting with the other dog helps him see how to act. Yeah. Right? Because because he is actually starting to kind of pick up a lot of her um kind of a lot of her her characteristics as far as just chilling out when it when it's time to chill out and mm-hmm. he sees it and she sees it and she'll do it and he'll do it so it's it's really dope it's, it's being a dog owner is really dope i fuck with it all right i dig it but uh one one, one thing that i do fuck with as we go into the no holds barred segment for this episode is the wwe going to fox now we had a big blowout uh last week about this uh, this monumental happening in wrestling and pro wrestling. And this morning, uh, the, the Hollywood Reporter put out a more in-depth report about uh, how the deal happened. And they basically confirmed that Triple H and Stephanie uh, earlier this month, or maybe two weeks ago, actually, uh, I believe on the 16th or the 17th, uh, they secured the bag. They were the ones who actually got the uh, the meeting with Fox and went in and, and signed that deal for one point. I believe it's zero eight two five billion dollars. It's over a billion dollars. Which on, is, let, me, let me confirm this. I'm bringing up right now. Uh, it's so yeah, it's one dollars. Yeah, one point one point two five. Listen, I, I appreciate how Fox not only razzled and dazzled them, and how WWE sort of did the same, but how they talked about their relationship with the USA Network, which I which I've pretty much I've always kind of felt about their relationship with the USA Network, which is that the USA Network is ashamed to have wrestling on. That's just yeah. kind of just how I feel. And um, and, and and um Murdoch, he basically said that it said as much in the article, uh, which I'm I think is an amazing article. You guys should definitely check it out. Uh just the fact that the Hollywood reporter is treating WWE as a serious TV commodity, I think is amazing because a lot of people laughed when they said that they could never get a deal like this. And if you look at this this story, it's it's basically proving that the WWE is a hot commodity and it's it's most necess- it's probably one of the most necessary things in TV right now because it's original programming that's always first run and it's weekly. Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's really it's just really good. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a, it's amazing. I read the article. Um, I was very surprised, but also not surprised that Fox was still run by an eighty-seven-year-old man, um, eighty-seven-year-old <laughs> white man, eighty-seven-year-old white man. It just shows a lot, you know. It shows it shows enough. Um, so you know what you're gonna see, you know, ads for SmackDown in the middle of Empire. Maybe Cookie will be guest. GM on, on SmackDown no, or something. More importantly, you're gonna see you're gonna see advertisement for SmackDown during the NFL and during MLB, and that's to me the, the biggest 
uh, coup of this whole this whole deal is that they're going to treat the WWE like it's on the on equal uh, footing with the biggest sports in the world, you know. And I and I I have to say, like you know, a lot of people were upset that Fox kind of mortgaged their whole programming slots for sports but the new fox looks looks to be just about sports and looking to it's looking to be uh, a direct competitor to espn who now has ufc wait so you're so you're telling me you're not excited for the new day's guest appearance on empire and it's like eighth season where Listen, i i don't watch it i don't know if that's gonna if that if the ratings don't hit i don't know if that's gonna be around much longer either mm, interesting well, 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 well before we move off of this one more thing that i think uh was really interesting about this this article is that they had during the the meeting that they had with the WWE, um, Fox had a picture of uh, Ronda Rousey lifting up Triple H from WrestleMania 34, and it had the Fox Sports and FS1 logos on it. And they were like rock hard. They were like, yes, Yo, let's yes, get it. yes. They were let's super excited, and, and I I think that was I think that's what sold them. I, and I think honestly, I wish I could see that picture because I think that would look really really cool. To be honest, like you know, what it's it just shows how important presentation is when you're doing these type of things. Yes, and it's just it, it it. I read that and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna keep that in mind. It's very and it's and it's not like it's a revolutionary idea, but presentation is so important, especially Absolutely. when it it, it could have gone. I mean, they could have smacked down anybody else. Is it worth one billion? To me, no. I mean, you know, SmackDown, SmackDown, no. One billion, no. First run television. Listen, first run television that is weekly. I'm talking. You're, you're like you're thinking of you're thinking of it like from like what I the value. I'm thinking of it like a value by how WWE values it. That's what I'm thinking of. Well, they're obviously they're, they're obviously to Raw. Fox is obviously Fox knew that they couldn't get Raw. That's that's. NBC Universal's bread and butter for now. I think if this this goes well in five years, you could see both shows on Fox. But I, I think that when you look at it, like I said, it's weekly episodic television. It's first run every single time, no reruns. And there's there's ways that you can push your own shows on there. There's ways that you can get ad space that you couldn't get for NFL. Like shit like Snickers and stuff like that isn't regularly advertised on the NFL. Right. So right. it's like they, it's a different revenue stream for them. So I think a billion is worth it because I think they'll get that billion back within two years. I mean, hey. Just off ratings alone, like the ratings alone, SmackDown gets more ratings than everything that Fox airs on Fridays. And people, a lot of people are like, who's going to be sitting and watching TV at home on Fridays? I'm like, a lot of people will because there's going to be a lot of people that watch this shit and, D- and DVR is taken into account as well. That's true. I, I, I don't know. Fridays is just a, still a, still a day for me. It's still it's I don't know. I'll probably be watching it. Um, exactly, I'll be watching it too because I don't I don't go out until like ten, eleven o'clock anyway. If I do go out, you know what I'm saying. You get you get smacked down at fucking four in the afternoon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I still have to watch it. I still have to watch it at eight though. Like out here, like I still have to watch it at eight. All right. We'll but I, I, you good, catch but, a nice stream and you'll be out of your house by 7.30. Don't one, thing I, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I did forget to mention about this article is that they they kind of uh, lightly confirmed how much they were getting for Raw. They said they're going to get $265 million annually for Raw. So um, if you if you take that into account, you're looking at a, about a billion for Raw too. So $2.8 uh, 2. or something billion dollars for two shows. I think WWE came up. They, they came up really big for this. Really big. 
the next thing on the agenda for No Holds Bar today, CM Punk finally has his day in court uh, with the doctor that he shamed on Colt Cabana's podcast almost four years ago. It has taken four years for this to finally go to trial. Uh, it started yesterday. And uh, from from all intents and purposes, it looks like uh, Dr. Chris Amann was uh, the person who was giving his testimony yesterday about everything. Uh, talking about the comments on the podcast and the comments from uh, news news reporters from like 411 Mania and stuff like that, talking about the case and how it kind of uh, kind of fucked up his career, not fucked up his career, but fucked up his uh, his reputation. I mean, Chris Amon, Chris Amon, he, he wants his respect more than he wants his money. He wants his respect. Don't get me wrong. He, he definitely wants the money, mm-hmm. but he wants his respect because he feels just like his, his reputation. And, and at this point, I don't really blame him. Cause I guess I would feel a sort of similar way. If you're, you know, you went to school for a long time, become this doctor, become this, uh, an Olympic doctor previously pre, in a previous, you know, before you signed to WWE, he was a doctor in the Olympics and sort of worked hard, to sort of build your reputation. And it's kind of, on this very highly publicized forum and platform, it's just all kind of, you know, uh, trivialized in a sense. It's just like, yo, you know, he, but maybe, maybe CM Punk definitely does have a gripe. I mean, you know, well, CM Punk is, listen, he's an, he is a vindictive, uh, bitter asshole. And the fact that he even let this go to trial says a lot about him. He didn't have to let this go to trial. He could have literally. Just, Maybe like, he genuinely feels like he has a gripe, though. Maybe he genuinely feels like during my stint in the WWE, I wasn't seen. I I wasn't medically. I had this huge thing on your back, and you're just telling me, "Yo, put something on it," or uh, as opposed to diagnosing it the way it should have been. I'm not saying but that if you know, he can't prove that. If he can't prove that, because th- here's the thing, that podcast, and we got we to talk about that podcast, like near, near its anniversary this year. But like a lot of shit he said in that podcast has been debunked 11 times over. And if he can't prove this, he's going to lose a lot of money. Like he's losing a lot of money going to trial right now on lawyer fees. 100%. Like just to prove himself right. Like he could have dropped this a long time ago. Like everyone's moved on. And I agree. Like, I, I just feel like this is just another long line of things that he does just to kind of like not keep his name out there, but like basically try and tarnish a company that just it, you can't tarnish it on your own, at least. Like, listen, this this poor doctor, I mean, he probably has a lot of shit to do, but I've well, never it, this is it, the first time I've ever heard anyone, even people that have been fired and hate the WWE. Punk was the only case of anyone who's ever said anything bad about Amon ever. This is true. And and the thing is, Punk would make you think that he was a, he was persecuted in that company. But I'm like, yo, there are people that have been like the, just the way they handled Daniel Bryan. Like it just right. makes me it gives me pause about the the fact that that even happened. Well, they handled Daniel Bryan post CM Punk. You know what I'm saying? Post all of like, yo, we've got to be 100 percent way more careful. I mean, but I don't. They, but Dolph don't, Ziggler getting a, Dolph Ziggler getting a concussion happened during that time as well. 100 percent. And he was cleared. He, he wasn't cleared of necessary sense, but he had to go through the entire diagnosis process. But I think, you know. But Punk's if, saying he had, he had concussions and they let him go. If out. I think, right, I'm, I'm sure they did. I think it changed their practices and they were a lot more stringent just because of legal, you know, backlash. And I don't think that was sort of the only thing. I think WWE at the time came under fire, not only just because of their medical staff, but because of their training staff as well. You had Bill DeMott having, you know, having his own way with the, with, um, uh, 
you know, those in the FCW and NXT, and I know those are a little bit different, but they, they come under scrutiny for a lot of different things at around the same time. So right. I think in just in general, they stepped up with what they did. And I think it is a result of the things that Punk said on his podcast. And I think they did an internal investigation and they probably found out it wasn't true. And maybe, but maybe CM Punk is just like, yo, did you feel what I felt for six months when I had that lesion in my back? And I kept saying, Hey, I need to not wrestle. I need some time off. And everyone, they kept booking him on, on WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania, we need you back in two months after WrestleMania. And his thing is not going down. I mean, we've all listened to the podcast i'm not saying that cm punk can't at times be a vindictive guy but i do feel like there's a he does have you know a little bit of something we don't to say. know that we, we don't we don't know that we need proof and here's the thing the reason he's in trial is because apparently allegedly he's got proof just like he had proof that he was going to be a great comic book writer so we'll see oh all right what, what are your what are your what are your thoughts on cm punk i, I, I like i i like to test the temperature before i talk to anybody about him because so, my like thoughts on, from a guy who's blocked me, um, <laughs> <laughs> my thoughts on CM Punk, you know what? I think I generally understand frustration that he has sometimes. I think it's more so the guy he is. I think he's just a very like bitter crab apple guy. Like that's what I think he is. I think, I think from similar people I've been around, just like when they feel something is stupid, they get generally completely annoyed by it. And they have to let people know that it is stupid in terms of what I think about CM Punk these days. Um, I haven't really, I'll be honest since he blocked me, I haven't really, he hasn't been on my radar as much. Um, but I think, like I said, I think, some of the things he's saying is definitely justified when it comes to your own self body and self, you know, being, but I also think a lot of it is also, yeah, a lot of it's a lot of trash, like a, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of trash. Uh, I, I do think that there's going to be a day uh, where a lot of the things that he said, and I'm pretty sure it's not going to be someone from WWE, but it's, or who's currently in it, but it's going to be a day where like people, someone's going to question what he said and something, someone's going to question what the things that he's did or he's done. I'm surprised. Well, it hasn't I'm, sure happened this yet. Is gonna, no, I'm sure it's going to happen in this case. Like I'm really sure. I'm sure this is not because to me, this is the doctor versus CM Punk. This is not the WWE versus CM Punk. And yeah. I feel like it would be a lot more messy if it was WWE versus CM Punk. So I don't know if they have, that many things to sort of lean upon when they are sort of criticizing the things that he's done in the company. Um, but if I, I would probably have to get a lawyer, but if I think in Dr. Adams case, it's like, all right, did you really go through all these things and how much of your issue with your own standing in the company led to these comments as opposed to something the truth right <laughs> as opposed to right what actually you know happened went down. yeah right. like who knows uh but the again cm punk has a fight next week and he is spending the last couple of days where he's supposed to be preparing for his big his second big ufc fight uh or in court about a case over a podcast let's let's just, just put that in perspective there about what, what kind of guy? What date's his fight, by the way? I, the, 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 I think it's next Friday. I think it's the date of Dominion. It's Friday or Saturday. Okay. Next right. week. So, yeah, good, good luck, buddy. 
another another guy. Jesus Christ, we just all the hits this week. Uh, Enzo Amore returns as real one. Did, did you did you hear his uh, his rap? Song? I heard the first forty seconds of it, and I I don't even know why I got that far. His <laughs> voice is not suited for rapping. His voice, uh, is, no. His voice, I I don't think anyone that's not audibly pleasing to anyone. That's just my first critic. You know criticize of his rapping my second was the actual content in itself where you uh, <laughs> listen bad idea bad terrible idea like you literally he to me, I, i'm assuming he recorded this before any of that k shit came out because it, it looks like he's had this in the canon but he's really he's like listen i was acquitted of all charges now here's what i'm gonna tell you about this he wasn't acquitted listen they 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 didn't pursue it because oh. there was a, a lack of evidence, and gotcha. lack, of, lack of evidence doesn't exactly mean you're innocent. <laughs> like he, he was, it, it just means like, like it, every other. <laughs> yeah, it could come back up. It could come back up. Like they could be a break in the case, and they can reopen it. Like they just closed it for now because they didn't have evidence. He's acting like he's OJ Simpson right now, and I think that's hilarious. I think it's it's so. First of all, it shows his character. As if you didn't really see enough sides of his character already, but it kind of shows this like very Weasley character that he kind of has. And oh, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's one hundred percent a piece of shit. Like at, at, at no point did, especially if you're trying to get your rap career, just just thinking. It's like, yo, what if this is your first song? Why would you want it to be about that? Like, why? Um, like, what? Wouldn't you want to make a song that people want to like actually listen to? As opposed well, to like your diary of like, you know, uh, no, nothing, nothing in that is good at all. And I don't think even if he had a first song where it didn't talk about it, I'd be very interested either. But of course, he mentions Phoenix, uh, where, where the uh, the assault allegedly took place. He has it. He makes a, a jab at, uh, at fat wrestling fans who who live at home and eat Oreos all day. He was wearing uh, the same shirt he got fired in, apparently. Yeah, wearing the same shirt he got fired in. He has a, he puts himself into a casket, jumps out like Cameron, and and drives across the desert in it. Says that uh, he was he was gender persecuted, uh, which uh, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not that's not true. Uh, it, it's a it's a bad song, and uh, allegedly this is Enzo's new career path. Uh, and listen, Enzo's fans, the people that support him, are very, I think. They have a lot of problems. I'll just go right. ahead and say that. Like they have a lot of mental issues to me. And I think this is more this is more fodder for them to to go and whether that girl's telling the truth or not, it's it's more fodder for them to go and, and bother her. And and you know, if if it wasn't true and it isn't true, like it, we're, we're still not sure yet. I, I think she absolutely, you know, he's he's talking about taking her to civil court. And and again, like this video is a bad idea if you were planning on doing that because she yeah. would just use it against you. And if- <sighs> he's encouraging people to go bother her. And I, and I think that it's, that's just a bad idea all around. I, I just think that Enzo Mori, again, I, I don't think he ever comes back to WWE. I don't think he comes back to any wrestling, any capacity, but no, if he does, I don't it, think so. I, I think it's done for him, but uh, yeah. in in more positive news that I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Enzo. I don't, I don't really like talking about him, but uh, EO Shirai is coming to the WWE. 
she is wrapping up her her uh, her dates in stardom on, in Japan, and she is expected to be in the Mae Young Classic Part Two uh, later this summer. Io was originally supposed to come to WWE last year, but she had alleged heart problems that, that stopped her from being cleared. But now it looks like those have all been uh, cleared up, and she's on her way to the WWE to join the women's division, uh, probably in NXT. Have you are you familiar with her? Have you seen any of her stuff? I watched a couple minutes of her match against Vanessa Bourne about an hour ago. Right. Because, um, you know, I got to do my research for this podcast. Um, <laughs> looks solid. I mean, the influx of influx of, of, of Japanese women to the WWE, I, I love it. I love the diversity of it all. Um, it, it's a very tall task to follow the path that Asuka has set, um, in my opinion. And... As we've seen with um, Kyrie Sane, it hasn't really panned out as well for her as maybe. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you it mean? Hasn't. She was in the she was in the Women's Royal Rumble. She was at WrestleMania. So uh, what? She, she, she lost just all suffered. those things. So what? She so was <laughs> she just suffered like her first her second loss on the roster period to Lacey Evans last oh, week. Oh, great! Her second loss out of like the seven matches she's had since the May Young Classic. Listen, there has been a lot. Li- and again, you're you're judging off NXT when again I always tell you you judge NXT off of like the live shows and the stuff that is not one hundred not the TV. Though, but at the same time, it's those it's the television shows that show you where your status is in the company, is it not? Like it, it, no. whether, how much how much you're on no. television? Yes, it is. Like how much you're on television? <laughs> not like how much you're on television, but if you're featured Sarah in a prominent Logan role on television, if you're featured in a prominent TV. role on television, yes. She and she's been she hasn't been featured in the sort of way that you expected someone to be featured. I mean, yes, you can get called up to the main roster. Whoop de do. Sarah Logan called up to the main roster. Is Sarah Logan a prospect? Whoop de do. I mean, yes, whoop de do. Like, is Sarah Logan someone that you want to? Would you have cared if she was called up or not? No, you wouldn't have. You didn't give a damn until she was actually there. You didn't really care about her. I was surprised and I thought that it was good for her because she had been working for a while. You can go back in the archives. Shout out to Sarah Logan. It is 100%. It's good for you to be called up to the main roster. I'm very happy for you. But, Niels, <laughs> Niels, you're, but, you are literally telling me and you're telling all the people listening to this show that Kyrie Sane is a bust. And that is. I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying she's a bust. I'm saying. She the way she's being handled right now isn't how I expected to be after the rollout that she has had. Well, she can't be Asuka. Like, well, I think, and, and that's what I'm saying. But then it's also like she can't be Asuka. So what are we kind of doing with her? It, it, to me, here's the thing. To me, it just took a while. It took a very long time for them to actually like do something with her. Think about think about where think about who was at the top of the car just three, four months ago. Ember Moon was still there. Uh the iconics were still there. And Kyrie Sane was also there. And but, look but, who but, but who but wasn't there four months ago. But that speaks to a problem that NXT has with making more than one women's storyline. And that's I, not I, that's 100%. not Kyrie's that's not Kyrie's fault. I think you know that doesn't mean they don't think she's a, a big deal. They mentioned the May Young Classic shit all the time. And again she was May Young Classic was a dump a long time ago. Bro but the fact of the matter is she fucking won it and she's been featured prominently in two of the biggest women's thing. Yes, she was at the, she was in the I Rumble. Remember, she yes, was she in the was Battle in Royal. Yes. Doesn't matter if she fucking won. She's not in the yes, main she, roster, Mills. <laughs> what are you talking about? The value of your character isn't whether you, like, they picked. You just said she didn't they, win. They picked. 
they listen, they picked who who was in the who's in the um <laughs> you got me tripping over oh, words right you're, now. You're tripping because you don't make sense. No, I'm tripping because it's just like yo, I don't feel the same, like there's any like what they're doing with Shayna Baszler right now. Which don't get me wrong, Shayna Baszler's the champion, or a Dakota Kai right now, featuring her in a prominent role where there's development and story with a character. They're now introducing her with this program with what's her face, Lacey Evans. Shout out to her. That was a good match last week on NXT. I'll give him that. Uh but I just felt like she's very been like the steps. Even even when she debuted on the roster, she 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 was in this program with Shayna Baszler, and it got cut to the side so Shayna Baszler could fight Ember Moon. Like it just seems kind of shaky the way they've been handling her. Now if she gets called up to the main roster. That's cool. That's amazing. Great for her. But to me, not it just, everyone's bills are created equal, Mills. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You need to realize that. No, no, no. One hundred percent. They're not created equal. I just feel like yo, I haven't been you know. It's just, what's this got to do with EO? I feel like it's only, <laughs> what's it? I feel like what's this gotta do with her? for her, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This has nothing to do with her. She's going to come in with a completely different package, different style. She's not the same wrestler as Kyrie saying. Sure. I think not everyone can be, can be Asuka. And I think if Kyrie saying it's, it's no, just an I upper, didn't even ask it, anyone. It, and here, here's Asuka. the thing: here's the thing. sets here's a the very thing. hard road to follow because she's Japanese. Like yes, <laughs> and it, and it oh is God. what it is. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying as any racist shit, but I'm just saying they didn't treat her any differently because she was Japanese, and they didn't treat Kyrie any differently because she was either. Mm. That does if if Kyrie doesn't make it out of the upper mid card, it doesn't mean she's a fucking bust. I'm she's not still saying talent. she's a bust. I'm not saying she's a bust. I'm just saying her route as from her trajectory from when she came in to now has not been great. She don't she fell off. Like that's all I'm saying. Like she fell off. She was having an amazing run in the May Young Classic. She ran after that, she had that Bella. NXT title shot in the Fatal Four Way match, and we have not Bella. seen her in a prominent role since. That's all I'm saying. She's fallen off. <laughs> Fell off. Valley speaks Valley. I'm not saying she's fallen off and she's done off. Career. Fell off I'm in terms of Mills, I'm just gonna be honest. Like you when you talk about women wrestlers, it's very wow, weird. don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't I'm do this. Say, all right, I'm all saying right, this because right, I'm passionate yeah. about women's wrestling. I'm not saying sure. this because I'm just I'm not saying this because I'm a misogynist guy. I'm saying because I actually care about the female wrestlers and I actually care sure. about their positions in the division. Sure, sure. Listen, well, all right, EO EO Shirai is, is coming to sh- WWE. Shout out to her. I and I hope that she gets shot straight to the moon because that's what Mills wants to see from all the Japanese women wrestlers. I want to see everyone featured in a prominent role, especially when they come in. Well, and well, if been, she doesn't, and does they, that were, and they were introduced so prominently and it's just kind of weird the way it happened with Kyrie Sane. That's the, to me. To me, she hasn't been, she hasn't had her sort of mojo thing. She hasn't had really just a, besides the Mayon Classic, she hasn't had a moment or a plan since. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. That's all I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Yo, she's a bust. I'm observing what's going on, and I'm saying it because of that. <sighs> plans change. Plans anyway. change. One hundred percent plans change. Anyway, Shout out to Io Shirai, <laughs> who is coming to the WWE. I look forward to seeing your matches. I look forward to see what they do with you over the next couple of years. She is excellent, just like Kyrie Sane is is and will continue to be excellent. <laughs> 
One hundred percent. They are excellent. What do you want? What do you want from me? I'm not saying they're not excellent. All right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm just just. That's just, all I'm saying. All right. Since we're playing that, that's all I'm saying. Game. All right. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> playing that. Listen. How is PWG bask <laughs> bask in his glory? How about that? Yes. So I went to PWG last weekend. Uh, their uh, supposedly their final show at the Reseda Legion Hall. Uh, they're not really sure if it is, but it, regardless, they're going to the Globe Theater in downtown LA uh, in July for Three Mendes. Uh, but the show was excellent. It was probably one of my favorite uh, PWG shows I've been to in a while. I, I think they, they really have a, a good thing going here with the, t- the current roster that they have. Uh, there were some people who weren't on the show. Uh, Trevor Lee wasn't able to make it. He, he broke his foot, allegedly. Ooh, um, but but there were some excellent matches on the show. Uh, you had Matthew Riddle versus David Starr, which I, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and uh, the Ray Horace match uh, was absolutely amazing. I love that match uh, so much. It, Ray Horace is one of my favorite uh He's one of my favorite fucking uh, wrestlers right now. I, I really like uh, Ray Horace. And actually, I got a, a, a very up close and personal. And he was going against a wrestler uh, called uh, his name is Jake Atlas. And he's a, actually a wrestler who came out as, as uh, gay. He's a is a is uh, a openly homosexual wrestler named Jake Atlas. Uh, he, he was facing Horace. They had a great fucking match. They actually got thrown into me. Like they threw the, he threw Jay, uh, horse through Jake Atlas into my section. One of my one of my favorite uh, moments in PWG. I took my girlfriend and she doesn't know what's happening. Oh. So when they're coming close to us, uh, I had to push her out the way and tell her to run. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was pretty crazy. She was like, "This is fucking crazy." I was like, "Yes, it is." It was it was pretty it was pretty wild. Uh, that was one of my favorite shows in the, uh, of the show or from a favorite match of the show. And she then catch him as opposed to how Miz would probably not. Yeah, she completely 2010 uh, missed it. She moved completely out the way. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, yeah, so, so she's definitely a, a pro wrestler in training. Uh, another one of my favorite matches on, on the show was Bandito versus Robbie Eagles in a, com- a tremendous fucking match. I believe they went about 15, 16 minutes. Uh, they, they went all outside the ring. They, they, they tore it down. I, I think uh, it made Robbie Eagles really a star that, that night. And Bandito is one of, one of my favorite uh, luchas. That, uh, going right now, I think he he deserves a chance on a bigger stage. I, I really enjoy Bandito. I've seen him at two of the the the, the past two PWG shows I, I've uh, I've attended. But the real story of the night was this was Keith Lee's final PWG event. Uh, he is rumored to be going to WWE. I, I think it's pretty much confirmed. I think it's confirmed he's going to WWE. But he went against Adam Brooks, uh, and they had a pretty good match. But I think the biggest the biggest part was the end of the the end of the uh, the match where Keith Lee gave his final speech, and apparently there was someone who had uh, given money to donate towards the you know hungry people and poor people and uh, and abused animals. And the guy who won the the Keith Lee hoodie gave it to a little girl that was in the audience who was like she was fucking popping the whole time. Like she got actually kicked by Horace. Like the, the, the little girl was like, she was banging on the apron. Horace runs out. She nearly gets, she gets grazed by his foot. Like, but she's like right back up after that. But he gave the hoodie to the little girl. And that was probably one of the most, uh, one of the most enjoyable parts of the show. One of the most heartwarming parts. I think Keith Lee's a great guy. He's a really nice dude and he's, he's got a heart of gold. And I, I think he's going to go really, really far in WWE, but it was a really enjoyable show uh, for PWG. Sounds good, man. I, I love I love going to those type of shows. Um, I feel like I do need to go more, but it's kind of like out of the way in New York City sometimes. Or it's like those ROH shows I kind of don't want to go to because I feel like a lot of people are going to be there. Um, Have but, you gone to Evolve? 
I've gone to Evolve. I went to Evolve a couple years ago. The the Brooklyn shows are still kind of out. Like, if I drove, it would be amazing. But, like, on, like, a Sunday night when I have, like, work on Monday, like, they usually have their show in Brooklyn. And then Saturday night, they have their show, all best bumblefuck queens. And it's just, like, it, it's just, it takes a while to get to. Like, it takes a while. I went for, uh, I went to Evolve 34, um, like, 2014. Yeah. And... Probably it took me like an hour and change to get there. Um, and But the show was amazing. The show was amazing. And you get to really see all these sort of new superstars you really don't, or new superstars, new wrestlers. You don't get to see really, and you get to kind of get a future of what the business is, a little slice of the future of what it could be. Yes, so. and, and I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, future in PWG right now, but uh, the Young Bucks are actually returning to PWG in Ju- in July for their tremendous event, and I will be front and fucking center for that. I cannot wait. Uh, and speaking of, of things that are coming up, we actually have New Japan's Dominion show coming up next weekend, and we're going to have a special guest next week to talk about it with us on the A-Show, so make sure you check that out next week as well. Boom. Um, wait, hold on. WWE uploaded their new cartoon on their their youtube shout out to them it's just a small thing dallas and robo so i might watch it i don't know i will not be watching that so tell me how it is <laughs> the robo is voiced by john cena that man he this this man is he just needs something to do <laughs> <laughs> he needs something to do he's bored yo 100 uh, so let's get into raw and smackdown this week uh raw i thought was absolutely dreadful yeah it hasn't been good like it hasn't even been like like close to good as in it'll have a good moment <laughs> listen i i know i said this uh, but collectively it hasn't been good yeah i know i said this a month ago like to give it give it six months and we'll see how this really shakes out i, I think it's becoming clear who won in the shakeup just just off the week to week i think smackdown's really back at a clip that they were at in 2016 just as far as just really delivering on on all on all cylinders but um this episode of Raw was it was just there for me. I don't think they've they've really picked up the slack, and I'm hoping that they do. I'm hoping that they prove me wrong. But just the roster of this show, like, did you see all the tag teams? And I, and I hate to be skipping ahead, but like that B team barbecue segment, which was week two in terrible segments on Raw. Th- did you see the tag division? I saw the tag division, and I saw I, most importantly, I saw who wasn't featured, and I saw who was featured, and yeah, I mean. I mean, at least they got something for those guys. You know what I'm saying? It could have been worse. The, uh, AOP, not there, which I AOP. mean, why, why would they be there? Right. Uh, and, and of course, I think, again, WWE is going with, with Drew McIntyre and Dolph as like the big tag team there. But it's a joke. I think their tag division is fucking awful. Their revival is, oh my God, revival, probably the greatest team in NXT history. It's nah. Just, nah. Mm. DIY. DIY? Yeah. Mm-hmm. DIY. DIY. It's like neck and neck for me. It, it, it might change on a daily basis. Wait, here's the thing with the revival. Like, I really do think those injuries back to back took them out the game. They were pre- they were positioned to be a big deal on Raw. And then mm-hmm. they got injured literally the week that they got they, they debuted. And I think that really hurt them. Yeah, I think they had that new. I also think they just had that new superstar kind of luster on it. And it just, yeah, those injuries just kind of like. Boom, just got him out the paint. Um, I'll tell you something that I was just disappointed in. And I think I was more disappointed in the amount of time they gave to the women's money in the bank gauntlet. And which I didn't think was that good. I didn't I don't think it was good either. And I think 
by virtue of them not having a lot of time, a lot of just funny stuff happened. And I think it's kind of weird when you have this gauntlet to promote this pay-per-view and I, it, you know, it's going, it's going head to head with game seven uh, between the Warriors and the Rockets. So I see, I see what they kind of do, but to my, to me, this is an opportunity to showcase the women on raw for at least the, the majority of the hour. Mm-hmm. Um, showcase them in matches. Have show how competitive the division is. Maybe you know get over a a a diva, a, a, a wrestler who hasn't been as popular lately, or something along those lines. Yeah. But they kind of just did like you know a run of the mill by the books gauntlet sort of thing. I mean, they gave the the men's gauntlet leading into elimination chamber was so good. I expected sort of the same from this. But I mean, I just, didn't. I, I really didn't. I w- I, maybe I hope so, but it's just it was just it was just sad. The first, you know, it's Bailey against and Liv. Liv Morgan. Boom. It was like fifteen seconds. <laughs> 15 seconds. Sarah Logan, another short match that ended, I guess, in disqualification or something. Yeah, and and then you have Bailey, which is like I thought the main crux of the story would be that Bailey and Sasha were were to meet, or it would at least be Bailey in the finals, or it would be Bailey and Riot, and uh, they've kind of just it, shuffled away that kind of story, right? Yeah, and it's it's weird. This didn't seem to be much going on with that story this week, and I don't know what's going on with Bailey and Sasha right now. But I thought that the they they really fumbled a really good opportunity I'm to hearing, have that story continue. I've heard rumors. I mean, the, the the results of this match would dispel those rumors that this Sasha has an attitude. Maybe what's that mean? I mean, Sasha has. I mean, I I don't think people are necessarily high on working with her because of her attitude. But you know, it does. It means nothing towards this match. Not only that, she won the fucking match. So shout out yeah. to her. But it's a you know, I've heard rumors on that. Uh, but I think just overall, I mean, to me, I I would have gone let Bailey go the distance, even if she was to lose to Sasha Banks, which right. I think Sasha Banks honestly could use a, a major win over Bailey because Bailey's most major wins have been over Sasha Banks, right? Um, and I think you you they did this thing where they kind of made Ruby Riot look really really like cool and strong and, and strong <laughs> and someone that you would want to cheer um, just by how resilient she was going through this entire thing. She beat Bailey with one finisher, one finisher that listen didn't even beat Charlotte. Let's just be clear. <laughs> like, and then and, and even the hometown girl, Mickey James. I thought they could have done something with Mickey James as well. I mean, and granted, I think it's definitely past Mickey James's sort of time to be that prominent figure, but I think she still is useful. I think she's more useful as a face than she is as a heel, but you know, it is they what it is. Work, they had her working face too, and and I thought that that was a uh, that was really interesting that they had her working face. She got the biggest pop of the night. Yeah. Uh, or at least one, one of the biggest pops of the night. And uh I I really again, it just just uh, much of this show, I could say, was squandered opportunities. Uh, you you had Finn and Braun go at it again uh, in another match, and then good match, good match, and another good match. But it's like you had an opportunity to make Finn, or at least, and it, again, again with the way that they book Finn, like he almost beat Braun Strowman on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. But he, he kinda, almost he still, beat him. Yeah, but he lost. Which is well, he didn't lose. He he won by DQ. Oh. But well, because because Kevin Owens uh, came out and, and beat him up, so they counted it. I guess they counted it against Braun. But it's like 
again, you 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 have Finn, and even if he loses or even if he does, he comes up short. They still make him look strong because he almost beat Braun Strowman. He had Braun Strowman on the ground. Listen, they didn't, they didn't even make Braun look this strong or this not weak, but they didn't make him look this vulnerable against Roman fucking Reigns. Like, I really think we should be paying attention to the way Finn is being booked more than anybody in this in this money to make match or even in the company right now. I think if he wins money in the bank, then maybe. But if I, to me, it doesn't. To me, all signs aren't really pointing to him winning money in the bank. But I'm telling you, people. I mean, it's a crapshoot. I keep telling you, look at the people who keep losing. Look at the people who keep like Kevin Owens won this week. This is true. That that takes him out to me. To me, that takes him out. I don't know, but like Finn Balor loses. Like I'm not going to say he loses a lot, but he loses a fair amount. And I mean, great. He looks great in the sort of finish of it all. But it's like, how much do it would be great if he had a really monumental win? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll we see. We'll see. I'm, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is that we we shall see. But uh, I, again, a really good match. A really good, uh, really good connective tissue. I think between the Money in the Bank competitors, I think it's the strongest part of the show to me. Is yeah. the Money in the Bank stuff. Uh, Kevin Owens is really great this week. Uh, and he will be well. We will get to that in a second. But uh, Seth Rollins, let's get to Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins, the, the the he's the workhorse of this show. One hundred percent. I mean, now, what was the, How do you feel about the match with gender? Passable? Uh, it was passable, but I don't. I really don't think that. I, I honestly really do not think that it was a great match. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was. A, I think it's on the lower end of, I put it below the Mojo Raleigh match. Uh, I think it was too much overbooking and I, and I know people really like enjoyed it, but it's like gender matches fall into the same thing. You know, that match with gender is the same match he had against AJ. Like, uh, Sunil got thrown out mm-hmm. and came back and then, it, you know, some, some fuckery happened. The only thing that, that was, that, that was kind of weird was that they had Seth be the one with the chair and not gender. I think gender needs fire. For as as big of a guy as you are, and how brutalizing you could probably be, and then you just kind of your the way you sort of your move set or, or just the way you carry yourself in the ring is kind of like just like create a wrestler default kind of like uh you know finisher you know stomp boot you know yeah. arm bar um, I think he could he could use a lot more fire and I think he could use a lot more. Mo- things in his arsenal to become deadly that's what that's what i think i think jinder mahal should work on just being a more dynamic wrestler I, and i mean he's got a cool new move with the knees i think that's a really cool the gut buster move is a really he performs it very well mm-hmm. i'm just not going to be giving him all the props for this because he's in the ring with fucking seth rollins right now <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't give him all the props for that but i i do believe that uh if they would have given us a real conclusive ending, it would have been cool. But I, I understand keeping the gender thing open. And now he has a feud with Elias. So it's like Seth has Seth a lot of different yes. places to go. Seth Rollins has a feud with Elias. Yes. He has a lot of different places to go. I thought Elias was tremendous on the show as well. Just Good for sh- him. Shitting on my my uh, home state. Uh, I felt that. I felt that in my bones. I'm all for, I'm all for it. Go ahead. Shit on me. <laughs> Uh, was there anything? Was there anything else on on Raw? That, oh, you know the, the Nia Jax segment. The Nia Jax segment. Nia Jax, just you know, I'm an asshole. Again. Why is she heal? Why is she heal now? Because, you, because the way to get fans engaged in a program, you you'll get them much more engaged with a heel versus face than you would a face versus face. Um, you'll get them more engaged with Ronda Rousey. Um, defeating this large, dominating, destructive, you know, 
uh, force. But the thing force is, here's the thing. woman, yes. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. One second. Here's the thing. One hundred. Nia Jax was rallying against bullies. Yeah. Just three weeks ago. Crazy, right? And now she has effectively become one. She bullied that girl in the ring. So it also <laughs> makes it also makes Alexa look right as a heel. As a heel. Sorry. The best part. That was my Alexa. Shout out to your Alexa. <laughs> Alexa's returned to the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Um you know what? A, a great part about being heel is also being right. <laughs> and no, but I, I just they're not right on purpose though. It's kind of yeah. I'm not into I'm not into the uh I'm not into the feud because Nia is just heel out of nowhere, like on, on Ronda. But I did like the segment. I thought I thought that Nia played a, a wonderful asshole. I know you probably didn't like the 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 promo, but go ahead. You, I like the promo. What are you talking about? <laughs> I like <laughs> I think Nia don't get me wrong, I think Nia Drax is a great person. I like her as a person. More than I like, like Nia Jax the character. I think Nia Jax is fun. I think she's amazing. I think she's trying a lot more in these promos to actually be like a really big bitch, and I think it, it works. Um, I think Ronda Rousey facials and things were kind of on point, even though she was kind of doing like a, a very like Jim Halpert kind of face on commentary. Oh, oh wow! She kept saying, "Oh wow!" Ugh. I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? You know who I give a great promo performance to from tonight. I got to give it to Sami Zayn, man. I think I'm not interested in. The, I'm not interested in this program whatsoever. I think Sami Zayn. Obviously, they wanted to apologize for that terrible segment and the terrible taste that it had. But for some reason, you know what? I don't remember much of the segment. I just remember. How much I was like, man, Sami Zayn's kind of a dick. Like, <laughs> that's how I kind of felt. And I was like, you know what? If that's the lasting impression, he's doing his job. Sami's doing all the work here. And I hope they I hope they have promised him a title run or something in the future because he's 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 got his working boots on <laughs> because he's gotta he's gotta not only get over this awful angle, but also get over Bobby Lashley as a face in a face where there's a, the audience is already chanting that he sucks. Yeah, you know what? I think having Bobby not in the ring for like the past like three weeks or two weeks rather um, is a kind of disservice to Bobby. I think you want to. I think you showcase him his strengths, and his strengths are really the power, the powerful power that he has in the ring. <laughs> the powerful power. The powerful power. This <laughs> is great. Ring. His in ring is, is what ring. It's, it's the best. You have him in these sort of competitive matches and you sort of showcase the guy you is. I think once you reach the Chicago, I think the crowd is going to cheer Sammy and they're going to boo Bobby. <laughs> yep. So, because I think they all know that Sammy Zayn is much more of an enjoyable hand and quite arguably a better wrestler, depending on who you ask, in the ring than Bobby. And Bobby's kind of like the generic strong guy who does a spear. Yeah, and well, Bobby doesn't do the spear anymore. He does the the the, the little suplex thing. The suplex, good for him. Good for yeah. him. <laughs> the the I'm gonna keep you in the air a long suplex. Uh, but, but the gist of that segment was that they have a match at Money in the Bank, which we predicted, and um, that shows that Money in the Bank show is looking to be a slobber knocker in terms of length. I that's gonna be a long show. It's gonna be a super long show. 
Like, look at the matches that we have announced for this already. We have, uh, what, what do we have right now? We have a tag match, tag team title match. We have the two Money in the Banks. We have AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. We have Nia versus Ronda. We have Roman and Gender. We have Seth and Elias. Well, it was, have, it was an, I don't know if it was announced, but it's yes. It's that, that's, that's happening. And we have Carmel and Asuka. Did, did I, did I miss that's anything? probably it. Yeah, that's, I. This is quite possibly it. It's gonna be a long fucking show. I'll just say that much. I hope well, we have two ready. title matches, don't we? Oh, f- oh, fuck, we do. Oh my god. Yeah, we have two. We have two. Wait, who's the Raw Tag Team Champions? <laughs> the, uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. <laughs> Who are they facing? Uh, they they have a a jobber battle royal on, on Monday to figure that out, and that's what oh, I was just. Yeah. Gonna, that's what I was just gonna gonna get to. Uh, I was gonna gonna get to that. Right now, we have a big show next week, including that uh, that tag battle royal with all of the goofs that were in the ring this week. Listen, ain't no seasoning on that. You know, <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. I was like, you know what? That's true. That, that wasn't on script. <laughs> but uh, you also have Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens, a match that we have not seen in a very, very long time. Finn Balor uh, versus Kevin Owens. And we have Ron Strowman and Bobby Roode. Braun and Bobby. Okay. Yeah, I don't so expect much from that match, but okay. All right. Wait, wait is it Braun and Bobby Roode? What matches? It is, it is, it is. All right. It is. And also yeah. we have we have Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey's best friend, Natalia. That's four matches, man. Or five matches. That's that's gonna be a big thing. They knew what they were doing. They were just like, listen, we, there's no way we're beating game seven of an NBA finals. Let's just let's, let's set them up for next week. Yeah, I, I well, they should. They would be going up against what the final start on Thursday. The second, second It'd probably round, second game will probably Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, or well, so. I mean, the starting Thursday, the second mat, the second game will probably because it has to be prime time every time, right? It has to be like yeah. nine o'clock every time. It's so. probably gonna be Sunday. All right, so yeah, WWE is going unopposed. Uh, well, actually, no, it's it's in it's NHL. NHL, listen. The sneaky, this, the silent killer. <laughs> <laughs> always gets, always gets yeah, a huge, huge show next week for uh for Raw. I hope it is better the show than this week's show. But SmackDown, man, SmackDown. You know what? SmackDown. I I was not happy at the beginning of SmackDown. Why? I was promised Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan, and then this big lug known as Big Cass. Who we thought was real life injured. Shout out to you know, they played us. Shout out to that. It's still real to us. Um, was not real life injured, and <laughs> they inserted him. And the main event was now a triple threat match, which was not as intense as it probably could have been. I thought, I thought it was a good match. match. No, don't get it wrong. It was a good match. But Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe. Now that's a match. That's a match you could set your watch to. Well, that's why they're saving it. I was ready for it on SmackDown. I came home early. I did all this other stuff. I got everything out the way for SmackDown. And then Mincaster showed up. But you know what? Let's talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about the rest of it. What a mark. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Nakamura. I love Daniel Bryan. I love Daniel Bryan. Nakamura continues to be just a wonderful and delightful asshole on these shows. Uh, this week, he is taking his talents to uh, being the new count from Sesame Street. He's now learning how to count and teaching everyone how to do it. Uh, he <laughs> spent the whole show ten. I would have I would have appreciated if at the end of counting to 10, he just said, I can't speak English. I, I saw someone. I saw someone say that he should have didn't. He should have done it in Japanese. To I'm, to, sure, I'm sure he thought of that, 
And they were just like, nah, people aren't going to say it along with you. Yeah, I, I really like the gimmick of him counting to 10. And I love them putting him with Ty Dillinger, who they remembered had a gimmick about the, the perfect 10. Oh, my oh. God. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> on the show. That was Triple they on about Watch me how. <laughs> they, they, they talked about it the whole time. They talked about I didn't, it the whole time. I didn't watch the promo. Oh, God. <laughs> I, or, the, or the back and forth Twitter banter. I remember the banter. I didn't watch the band. Well, no, there was a part where, where he counted. I didn't to, listen to that. Oh, I, I li- There's I, a part during the match I where he's counting to 10. Oh, there's a part during the match where Nakamura counts to 10. He gets to nine. Ty gets up and does the perfect 10 thing. I didn't, I didn't associate it. Jesus Christ. I didn't associate it. I was just like, wow. We're really doing this trope again. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it was beautiful. Shout out to, uh, but also shout out to real, to uh, Kaz. Who, we love it, was his, it was his first night on SmackDown. I think it was a he hit it out the park uh, as as a as a part of the creative team. I, I thought the creative on the show was, was really really good. I think SmackDown is really coming to its own and, and hitting its stride and, and finding something for all of its major players to uh, to do on the show. Uh, but you also had a really good six man tag between the Miz and the Bar versus the New Day, which I thought was incredible. But I also I really want people to start realizing and recognizing that Big E is the centerpieces of these or the centerpiece of these matches. Listen, we uh, we had the A show poll this week. We had the A show poll. We talk about which member of the New Day would you like to most see in Money in the Bank. And I try to sweeten the pot a little because I did a little post after it and, and try to give everyone reasons. Like clearly, Big E is the you know <laughs> is, is the breakout star. But Kofi Kofi Kingston is the veteran. Kofi Kingston honestly should be in that match and he should win the match. <laughs> but there's also Xavier Woods who I believe everyone discounts, but has consistently delivered every time. And my man, and I don't think he gets enough credit in these matches for doing the things that he's doing because he's someone who really puts his body on the line and he puts really everything on the line and he doesn't get enough credit for it. But that said, um, Big E won the poll handsomely (laughs) at 48% of the poll. 23% said they wanted to see or I believe 28% said Kofi Kingston and the rest said Xavier Woods. So sorry, Xavier, Xavier. No, we, I don't think anybody thought that that was, that was going to happen uh, with Xavier, but they had a, they had a banger of a match. Uh, and SmackDown had some really good matches this, this, this week as well. Uh, but you also had a, a really interesting wrinkle between the Oscar, Charlotte and Becky thing with, with Charlotte openly talking about Oscar winning the SmackDown title and then her winning money in the bank and her cashing it in to have a rematch of the WrestleMania match, which I, I honestly think is the, is the, uh, is the direction, but you also had Becky Lynch saying that that might not be what's going on there. And I think having a good three-way feud between these three would be excellent for SmackDown's women division. If you have, if you let Oscar uh, get the belt. Two things, Becky's hair looks incredible. Secondly, <laughs> I don't think we use Becky enough. No, not at all. I don't think we use Becky even nearly as enough as we probably should. And I think part of me makes me think like, yo, maybe she should have just gone to Raw or something. But I don't think we use Becky Becky as nearly as much as we should. And I'm glad that we're going to have this match next week. Charlotte versus Becky on SmackDown. Yes, I can't wait to see that. That's another match that you haven't seen in a very, very long time. Uh, and I, I think they'll, they'll absolutely be. What are the odds that turns into a tag match? Will you? How much you want to bet turns into a tag match? Why? Why would it? Why would it? 
just because there's two faces and you know the damn there's only one heel and the money in the bank i forgot and she's on raw fuck it yeah yeah i i don't know why it would become a a, a tag match there's there no there's no faces in the match but um there's no Natalia to ruin things on smackdown anymore <laughs> i i do think they're gonna tear the house down but i also think that again like that's a really interesting wrinkle and a really interesting thing for them to bring up. I like, I do agree with you from what you said last week. I don't think that the Carmella title run uh, has been like absolutely stellar. I, mm-hmm. It does. It is starting to feel transitional, even with the, the addition of Oscar, because I don't think you beat Oscar. And yeah. if you do, if you don't let her win it, I think you have Carmella uh, retain through nefarious means, which doesn't have to be pinning Oscar right now. But def- even if she won, I would be disappointed. I don't care how she wins. I'm going to be disappointed that it's not Oscar's. Oscar should clearly be the champion to me at this point. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's pretty clear that that's your. That's your I, would, I would be disappointed. Um, quick question: How do you feel about the consistent airtime? How do you feel about the consistent? and ring all these other things that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I mean, since they move over to SmackDown, they've been, they've had a, a great streak of matches where they've been on every week. And, you know, not everyone gets that sort of same. I'm not saying like, yo, damn, they're getting like favors or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, yo, they're kind of doing the damn thing on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I'm I'm certainly impressed by Mandy more than more than Sonya at this point. I think, I, think. They're, I think they're all impressed by Mandy because they're Mandy's like the only one they feature in these matches now. Yeah, I I, I think she had a really good match against against Oscar. I believe they've had mat they they've had matches before. I, I saw them at uh, NXT LA. I believe they had a match. Oh damn! Um, it wasn't on TV. She's not getting that push now. Uh, again, I keep telling you that you're the one who's saying they're not getting a push, bro. I listen. I'm just listen. I'm whatever saying. whatever meals anyway i i think that they they there was definitely some familiarity there that's why the match ended up being really solid but i think mm-hmm. that it's really good that this and this is and shows like smackdown really allow uh the newer divas not divas why did i say divas i'm, I'm thinking about you as well the newer women i'm sorry to uh to kind of showcase their their abilities more than raw can because raw has so many that like, they're really top heavy with stars so i i think it's really cool that you know acts like the iconic the iconics weren't on the show this week were they nope Wow, I just noticed that. Listen, Lana, Lana kicked them into another dimension. Oh, let's just get to that. Let's just get to that. I really enjoyed the the dance off, man. It was a really good segment. You know what? This used to be like a very like strong trope in the early two thousands of just like let's have a dance contest, let's have a bikini contest, let's have a something, and they haven't really done it in a while. So when they brought it back, and they brought it back with. Lana and Naomi, who are actual dancers, shout out to them. Um, it turned out pretty good. It was entertaining. And I thought it was excellent. I thought, I mean, Lana, she's not a bad dancer, y'all. She did the booty clap. She did all that. It's it's crazy. Um, it's a I think just both of them being actual dancers improved on it. It's really nothing we've seen in WWE. We haven't seen two actual dancers in a dance contest in WWE before. This yeah. is groundbreaking. Um, <laughs> I think also the fact that they, they managed to, you know, weave that in to like the tag division Usos um, and, 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 and Rusev day and all this other stuff. It, it, then you have another few that happens there and then you, it, it's just great. It's just great writing. Yeah, I I really thought that that was a really cool way to, to to put the Usos in a program when you thought that they would not have one after coming off of the tag team title stuff and 
Um, at next week, you have Aiden and Lana versus, I believe it's Jay and Naomi. I think it's Jay and Naomi. But you have that next week, and that's a, that's a, that's going to be a pretty solid match as well. And you'll get to have uh, more Lana dancing and, and doing what she does. But I think Lana hit one of the cleanest neck breakers I've ever seen in my life to Naomi. <laughs> uh, the, the, that was like the. The back to back, uh, the back to back, little kid uh, pose. Play, yeah, that was play <laughs> action, little you know, neck break out of nowhere. It's just like, yo, don't forget. I love it. I love it. I, f- I really fuck with that segment. I, I think whoever whoever did that, they did a pretty pretty good job there. Uh, one one more thing I want to talk about before we, we get off of SmackDown, or actually two more things. Are you worried about CN Almas? I, I'm not. I think a lot. No, of people I think a, a CN Sin Cara feud is a rite of passage for any, yeah. for any new star that comes. To, I actually liked the segment. I really liked. It was a good segment. It was a really good slide. CN was, was like, like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> no, my man's came over like, "Yo, what's good? Yo, Latinos." <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad to see another one on the roster, you know, priming and, and striving. And then um, Selena Vega is like, oh, my, who, don't you touch Cien Almas. Like, who are you? You're Sin Cara. Like, you're Sin, no, doesn't know that Sin Cara has, like, his own, like, Reebok shoe and, like, all this other fly and shit. And also he'll give you them hands. He'll give you the hands. So you, I, I, you might want to chill out. So, but you know what? I think a Sin Cara and Cien Almas match might not be bad. I think it'll be great. They they worked a lot to, uh, together on the European tour, so I'm pretty sure they have the match down pat. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I didn't actually look at any of the fan cams from the, that match, but I really can't wait to see it. Do you watch fan cams? Do you usually watch fan cams? Uh, I'll watch it if it's a match that I know won't be on like TV, like a three-way match. I believe there was like a Seth, AJ, Roman three-way Ooh, match one time. Okay. And I was like, I know this is never going to happen like on regular TV, so I'll watch the fan cam. But I, I like to see it mostly to see how they play with the crowd because in the house shows, they're a little bit more loose and they have a lot more fun. And they, they, they'll do moves that they don't really normally do on TV too, so. Yeah, it's really true. But I'm I'm not worried. I don't think anyone should be worried about him having a starter a startup feud because it's just him working up the ranks and getting their act over. And I, I don't think anyone should should be concerned. But uh, one one thing I I did want to talk about before we get off SmackDown, of course, was the main event and Samoa Joe being the final person in the uh, men's Money in the Bank match. I think the right person won that match, regardless of who <laughs> was in the match. Whether so, it was all right, so, so he chokes out Daniel Bryan and wins anyway. So what was the point of Big Cass being in this match? <laughs> Again, the point, of, the point of Big Cass being in the match Oh, it's the handoff. It's the handoff. It was to continue the feud. It was to continue the feud between him, between him yeah. and Brian. It's the handoff for like maybe a Money in the Bank match or something along those lines. But Ooh, if that gets added to that fucking card, I'm going to drink a lot of coffee on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But uh, yeah, I, I think it was the right person won. I I really do think that even when he does lose, they still kind of. They're, they're, the way they're booking Brian is that it's taking him a while to get back to where, where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I do like that he did not tap to the Coquina Clutch. The, the Coquina Clutch, he actually just passed out. Uh, I think that was a good way to, to good way to do it. They did it to Finn Balor in NXT too. They never had him tap out to it. So I think that was a good a good uh, a good touch. You know, losing air can't be good for your brain. Oh boy, are you? Are this a CTE thing? <laughs> Sorry, it's just I mean, you know, it's not. I was worried. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, that that was SmackDown. I thought it was a great show. I, I would I would tell anyone to to check out that three way match. Um, check out the the Nakamura Ty Dunder match just just to see the the antics and uh, check out the dance off. Check the dance off off, man. Check out the entire show. The six man tag dance off, triple threat. 
Oscar Mandy, uh, PCB reunion, even though Paige is kind of a dick, you know. The Six Man was also very good. He's a dick to everyone. You know, yeah. do you get that? <laughs> I, I did notice that. I did notice that she she was more so uh, of an asshole towards uh, Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, I thought you hated heels. Like, I don't get where, you know what? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can, I can see her turning, but I, I, would, I would love to have, like, how about you flip it and have a... a, a female authority figure that is an antagonistic to female faces instead of the, the, the males all the time. I think that'd be cool. Mm. Well, that'd be like AJ Lee again, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think Paige. Well, AJ, Lee, AJ Lee's uh, GM tenure was really weird because she just didn't really talk to the women much. Did she? No. And I also think, a lot of things that happened to me again, everything that happened sort of pre 2014 is kind of like a blur. Yeah. And I barely remember any major things that happened with her as GM. I remember how she became GM. It's, it's like a, bunch, a bunch of it was the punk. A bunch of it was the it punk, was punk stuff. and Brian and, and Kane and all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of it was that. So I, I think that's kind of, tarnished it to me because it kind of made it like oh she can't be a gm without it being directly connected to a man and i think also, that's where that's where page is different to me and they're like also you can't be a gm because you're crazy yeah you're a crazy <laughs> woman who can't make decisions on her own oh she's crazy yeah like, absolutely but uh did you watch 205 live i watched the main event of 205 live i watched really, last really week's main event that. too really really enjoyed that main event i think cedric alexander and buddy murphy tore the fucking house down I thought they did an amazing job. I thought the right had, person won too. The right I person. thought the right person won. It continued to establish Cedric Alexander as a as a strong cruiserweight champion. I think you, Buddy Murphy. Uh, I would like to see where he goes from here. I think he should continue to go for the strap. Yeah, I think we need another match out of this because I feel like just the way he was. Pres- I feel like he it, it was close and sort of. Uh, becoming that guy that people want to hate but i think people are just generally more impressed with his ability in the ring mm-hmm. but i think with another match we can take it a step further we can sort of raise the heat on it and really make like buddy murphy like a guy that's like the bad guy of the division kind of like how neville was well i always i also feel like they're trying to position hideo Tommy there too Mm-hmm. And I, I think Hideo is a natural, a natural direction for, uh, for Cedric after this. And I think they'll have some bangers, but I do, I do agree that I think we'll get one more. And I think if you finished a few there and have, and have buddy move on to someone else, I don't think he's going to get the title in, in, uh, in Cedric's first like feud. But I do mm-hmm. think that I do think Hideo is like, I, I would, sh- I would, I would shoehorn him in or, or, uh, pick him to be the next title holder. Right. I mean, I mean, we need something to do with Dale. I watched the match last week. Um, was impressed. I see he has a new finisher. Yes. Uh, a, f- a finisher that does not break people's faces. Um, I think he's doing okay. Yeah, I mean, he, it, this is something different, and maybe it's getting him right on the back, right uh, back on the right track. Yeah. But I, I, I couldn't help after that match to just think, like, Hideo should be on the main roster. No, uh-uh. I don't think he should be on two or five live. No, I don't think. Uh, I think he should be on either Raw or SmackDown. I honestly think so. Uh, I think just his style of matches and just just how he brings it 
I mean, not to say that he that you can't bring it in two hundred five live, but I feel like I feel like it would. Just imagine, I could imagine just a Hideo Tommy versus Seth Rollins or Hideo Tommy versus Daniel Bryan or Hideo Tommy versus, you know, another major star. And I just feel just I really think th- that I really I'll, think you're the only person that thinks that, honestly. Maybe. I, I, Hideo has to me fallen off so like a cliff. In terms of um in terms of quality of his matches. Yes. He's never gotten there. I think there's people on 205 Live that if you want to say they, they belong in the main roster, you could say them. But Hideo, come on. I don't know who else I would say, though. Cedric. Uh, Mustafa uh, Ali. Mustafa. Uh, I don't Buddy know. Murphy. No, fucking Hideo Itami. Buddy Murphy. Buddy something. Murphy, I would say. Buddy Murphy, I would say. But Hideo Itami, I would say, yeah. Hideo Itami belongs in... You can believe it because he has a history of beating the shit out of bigger people than him. Not, they don't bring that up. That doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, you can. It's not like they haven't. It's not like they haven't in the past or anything. Like the, you can definitely. It, the evidence is there. I'm not saying that they they're not bringing it up, but the evidence is there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's for a couple other people like Kalisto and things like that. Like if Kalisto could be on the main roster, I think Hideo Tommy could be on the main roster. I think it's better if the Hideo is not in the main roster because then hey. he would be he'd be fighting for really mindshare of, of something of of someone like Shinsuke Nakamura who they clearly see a lot more in than they do Hideo Tommy. Mm. So just imagine where he'd be next to next to Shinsuke. I feel like this was the you'd be saying you'd be saying the same shit about him that you said about Kyrie Sane. I was just about to bring that up because I felt like <laughs> you were kind of saying that, but um, I feel like. I feel like he's just a devastating to me at at least the aggression I think I think would be best suited on the main roster. I think 205 live you're actually like there's so much with time and things like that and just sort of stop and start and stop and go and it's really this like this very singular line of opportunity as opposed to on the main roster where there's a lot more opportunity and maybe we get a much more fleshed out. On what show? On there's a there's an opportunity for him to have a feud with just for multiple championships to go for any of those things. And I think Raw, Tommy, on Raw, he's being squashed Tommy, by Drew McIntyre. On Raw, he's being squashed Tommy, by Drew McIntyre. Tommy, the highest he can go on 205 Live is to the title. The, yeah, the title. And then what do you what? do after that? <laughs> but what do you do after that? What will Cedric do after? What do you do loses? after that? I I don't know. <laughs> Oh my! After God. he loses the title, it's kind of you're, like you're what happened on the hill. You're oh, dying on the hill for someone who has of, one arm and one knee. It kind of, it kind of. I just think, just from that match, I was just like, "Yo, he could be on. He could be on the main roster. I think it would be best suited on the main roster." But no, I, we'll see who agrees and who doesn't. I mean, if you if you agree, if you don't agree, let me know. You know, I, I, let me tell you, buddy. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that don't I mean, agree. Yeah, with yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for a lot of people, but I was just like, "Yo." Hideo fucking Itami. Oh boy. Hideo so yeah. Let's, maybe let's, I'm a new Hideo Itami mark. Maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe it's warming up on me. You've had four years. You've had four years to, to come up with this. He I hasn't mean, he hasn't changed. I would I would have even when he was on NXT, I would have debuted him on the main roster. Uh no. Like a you know, like he, a killer? Like a very like one man Yakuza? He even when he got to the WWE, he was not the man that he was in pro wrestling. No. I one hundred percent agree. I agree. Like I so, I I already think that there he was kind of like, 
he was kind of handicapped. In the, what do you in that, think? What do you way. think is the reason because of that? Is it because of the injuries? Is it because of like a lack of caring? Is it because of like injury? Injury? And, and honestly, he'd done everything he'd done. He he could in Noah, but it was injuries. Uh, he even when they hired him, he I believe he had an ACL injury when they hired him. Mm. So, he was, so he was injured then, and then within the first six seven months that he was even there, the I mean, if you remember correctly, he was positioned as to be the top face on NXT. He got injured. I'm telling you, Hideo Tommy's injury affected Finn Balor in more positive ways than one. I really feel like Hideo mm-hmm. was on the way to becoming the NXT champion that summer in Japan. I think we were. I think we were heading more towards a Hideo Tommy versus Finn Balor program. Absolutely yeah. for the belt, and it would have been excellent. But again, even during his matches, he seemed tentative he wasn't hitting hard mm-hmm. or he was hitting too hard you know it, it, he, he wasn't he wasn't getting it and of, and of course that's what nxt is for for mm-hmm. you to learn but even still he was still getting injured he came back he had that he had that bobby root feud he had a, a really good match with bobby root i think one of his best matches as champion yeah but then it, it became like he just didn't have it he doesn't have the personality there anymore I, I just think it was just all wrong for him and i don't think that his personality translates to the american audience as well as it did to japanese audience mm-hmm. because he was like the only asshole in japan he was the only guy doing that shit and then you go to nxc there's a bunch of them and right. you can't speak and you can't speak the, the language very well right so I, th- I, th- I think him being on the main roster sure but then you're running into the same problems that you that you say Kyrie sane's running into there is an obvious ceiling for hideo otami and i like i said on raw he's jobbing the drew mcintyre like chad gable is he's he's chad gable on raw and on smackdown he's not even on the show SmackDown, they can find a place for him. But you know, I'm not going to super Against, argue. Uh, next, next to Shinsuke, they can find a place for him. Next He's jobbing Shinsuke. Right, but you're you're you're, pro- you're proving my point with the Kyrie saying and Oscar thing. By the way, not really. And it's, it's not because they're they're, they're Japanese. I'm, I'm talking well, about yeah, that's their what style, you said. Their styles that's what you are the same. That's what you said. I didn't say it's because they were Japanese. Shut the hell up, man. I'm saying it's because their <laughs> styles are the same. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? They they both work strong style. Kyrie doesn't work that strong style style that the Oscar does. I didn't say it's because they're Japanese. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously, I obviously just compared him to Chad Gable and Raw. All right, and you're not putting him next to, next to Shinsuke because they have the same style. All right. I mean, you know, I just think I'm. Here's my here's one man's opinion from watching the match. I just feel like, yo, maybe he can be on the main roster one day. Oh my god. Uh, let, let's wrap it there. Let's wrap let's it there. Wrap it there. Let's uh, wrap it there. That that was the week. Uh, the week. In wrestling, in pro wrestling, for the Very A-show. combative this week. I, I like the, you know. Because you were saying some dumb shit. Wow, come on. Yeah. I have opinions. They can't let's be just, just like opinions. And, let's just be clear. And like just dumb shit. They can't just be opinions, bro. I'll let the people decide on this episode. I, I think, and again, we're, we're never really, we're never like having debates about actual things that matter. Like Kyrie Sane's placement on NXT doesn't matter because she's, they see a lot in her, obviously. And also Hideo Tommy, they see, they don't really see a lot in I think it's the that's the biggest difference between Kyrie Sane and Hideo Tommy. They saw enough in her for her I wasn't to win a comparing, tournament. <laughs> I wasn't comparing. I just why why are we comparing them now? I just want to see Hideo Tommy oh on the main God. roster. What are you you're, you're not. Now? You're not. You're not going to see him on the main roster. Why and I think we? his ceiling, his ceiling is perfect where he is. I think Cruiserweight Champion, perfect thing for him. Perfect right. place for him. All right. He's, it's great. He's he'll never be Finn Balor. Right. He'll never be. He'll never be. Uh, AJ Styles never be Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey, He'll, he's hey, gonna be Hideo Tommy. Hey, I'm not gonna call your opinion dumb shit. I'm just gonna say, hey, that's your opinion. <laughs> Whatever, Mills. Okay. As always, you can check out this <laughs> this show and others on RNC Radio. You can check us out on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play, and on uh, what's oh Stitcher? Shit, I keep forgetting about Stitcher. But the, you can find us all there. We have 
all sorts of different playlists for you to check out. Uh, I don't think we have anything this week, though. Nope. So it's a rare week where we don't have a playlist coming out. So that means you can check out all of our older ones, including our Memorial Day uh, playlist, which I played all last weekend. Uh, our little baby playlist, which got updated again last week as well, and many, many more on the RNC Radio, uh, Spotify, and I- Apple Music account. Uh, and as always, our RSPN comes out on fr- on Thursday this week, so so check out that. It comes out same t- around the same time that this will be coming out for the NBA Finals. Uh, big week for our for RNC, but you also have Perfect Play podcast coming out on Friday as well. Um, as always. We'll see you next week. We will have a Dominion card rundown preview for you. A uh, big match between Kenny Omega and uh, Kazuchika Okada is the big two out of three falls. No time limit match. Mills, are you going to stay up? Because I think this match is going for, going two hours. It's Friday night? Yep. All right. Yeah, I'm up. Oh, it's actually, it's going to be Thursday morning going into Friday night. Oh, yeah. Fuck that then. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm mean, just being honest. Thursday, mo- Thursday morning going in. Wait, thurs- wait, Thursday night into Friday morning? Yeah, because it's the ninth. It's going to be the ninth over there. Uh, listen, I mean, New Japan makes it very, very hard for me to try to be. Oh, I'm it, sorry. It's going to be. It's going. To, it is on Friday night. I'm sorry. I, oh, thank I God. My days right. mixed up. Yeah, oh, it's going to be Friday God. night going into Saturday. Going into Saturday. Pardon me. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do my best here. <laughs> so yes, we're we're definitely going to be checking that out, and we're going to be running through the card with a special guest next week that has not been on the show yet. So um, make sure you check out the A Show next week. Until then, this is Justin for Meals. We will see you guys next week. Happy Rusev Day.